Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is November 15th. Today we are going to continue on in the book of Amos and we're going to get to Amos chapter 3, which Amos chapter 3 verse 7 is probably one of the most well-known scriptures in the book of Amos. However, the verses leading up to it are really profound and help us to understand more of the context behind verse 7. So let's take a look at those so that we can really get the full scope of what Amos is teaching here. Remember, these chapters are Amos trying to preach repentance to the northern kingdom, and he's talked to different people and talked about their sins and tried to call different people back. But now he is really just talking to Israel and also to Judah. Take a look at what he says, starting in verse one, hear this word that the Lord hath spoken against you. Now, if that's not a listen up statement, I don't know what it is. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, meaning all 12 tribes. Now we're not just talking about northern kingdom versus southern kingdom. The Lord is speaking to all of them, all 12 tribes. And then listen to what he says. You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Now, that can sound a little harsh, right? You only have I known of all the families of the earth. That can sound like God only knows or cares about people that he's made covenants with, but that's not what he's meaning here. He's explaining, you are the group that I have a special relationship with here. You are the group that I have blessed. You are the group that I have delivered. You are the group that I have taught. You are the group to whom I have called prophets. You are this peculiar people that I have risen up. And yet this peculiar people, this chosen people, this group with this special relationship who have seen special miracles have turned their back on him. And so he says, therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Now that can sound pretty harsh, right? We might want to quote to whom much is given, much is required here. And yes, that is applicable. Yes, that's valid. But I have another cross-reference that I like even more for this. Doctrine and Covenants section 95 verses 1 and 2. Let's take a look at what it says. It says, Verily thus saith the Lord, Unto you whom I love, and whom I love I also chasten, that their sins may be forgiven. For with that chastisement I will prepare a way for their deliverance in all things out of temptation, and I have loved you. Wherefore, Ye must needs be chastened and stand rebuked before my face. I love this cross-reference in relation to the scripture in Amos. It teaches us that God doesn't call us out. He doesn't call us to repentance because he's angry or out of spite. He does it always out of love for us. He loves us enough that he's not willing to leave us where we are. He loves us enough that he's willing to to have that tough conversation and call us to repentance. Elder Wakolo said in April 2001, when we recognize the chastening and are willing recipients, it becomes a spiritual surgery. Who likes surgery, by the way? But those who need it and are willing to receive it, it can be life-saving. The Lord chastens whom he loves, the scriptures tell us so. That chastening or spiritual surgery will bring about needed change in our lives. We will realize, brothers and sisters, that it refines and purifies our inner vessels. So God's willing to call out the wicked. He's willing to call out Israel here because he loves them so dearly. 
because of the relationship that he has with them, because he has invested all into them. He is willing to chasten, willing to call out, or as the scripture says here, willing to punish. But I think it's so vital that we understand the Hebrew word for punish there. As always, when a scripture doesn't quite sound right, either there's a Joseph Smith translation or the Hebrew is a little bit off. The original Hebrew word is pakad, which means to oversee, to charge, to care for, to visit, to remember, or to reckon. Doesn't that sound a little more like how God deals with us when we are astray? He takes charge of us. He delivers us. He visits us. He oversees us. He remembers us and calls us to reckoning. And so here, because God loved Israel so much, he was willing to do this for them. And because God loves you and I so much, he's not content to let us linger and stay in sin. He will call us out. He will call us to repentance. And sometimes the way he does that gets her attention and sometimes it hurts. But it is always done out of his loving care for us and his deep and abiding compassion for us. Amos continues and he says, can two walk together except they be agreed? Now, I love this because doesn't this just bring images of a three-legged race? of people running together. Oftentimes people get fed up and one just picks up and carries the other and runs. But if we are to be joined together, then we have to be joined together completely in total unison, heart, mind, and body. And so here, what greater way do we have to be joined together with God except through our covenants? And so God is saying, you are my covenant people. You are joined to me. And how can we walk together unless we are one? How can we be together and walk together and move forward together unless we're on the same page? But here's the thing. In our great spiritual three-legged race, God is not just going to pick us up and carry us. It goes against one of the very principles that he cares most about, which is preserving and protecting our agency. So instead, he consistently calls prophets and apostles to preach repentance, to cry repentance, to help us get together again with God. Isn't that the purpose of the atonement of Jesus Christ? To have that at one moment again with Christ, again with God? God has done everything in his power to get us to become one with him, to experience that unity with him. But he's not going to pick us up and carry us across that line. We have to use our agency to come together again with him. And Amos is going to use the next few verses to teach us that same thing again through these questions. He says, will a lion roar in the forest when he hath no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he hath taken nothing? Can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where there is no gin for him, meaning bait for him? Shall one take up a snare from the earth and have taken nothing at all? Shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Now that's a signal of war. So will this trumpet of war be blown and people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in the city and the Lord hath not done it? Look at the JST there. It's and the Lord hath not known it. Each one of these questions is showing us consequence of action. The Lord is trying to teach his people that their choices have accountability that the use of their agency is directly tied to the consequences that come, whether they're consequences for good or consequences for bad. 
Heavenly Father is desperately trying to teach his people. My friends, our Father in Heaven is trying everything in his power to reach and save all of his children. But he is desperately asking that his children do something to come to him. Now, it's my belief that if God's work and his glory is to bring us back to him, my belief is he is very good at his job and he is going to figure things out. But we will have to use our agency at some point to try and follow him more closely, to try to return to his presence, to use the atonement to become at one again with him. Tomorrow, we're going to see what the Lord is going to do to try to help his people come again to him, to try to help them use their agency to choose him. How's that for a teaser? (laughs) But for now, it's my testimony that our Father in heaven loves us enough to respect our agency, to respect our choices. I have in my scriptures a reminder to use my agency to choose God's plan for me. It's my belief and my testimony that if we use our agency in that way to choose God and to choose his plan, our life will result in the greatest amount of happiness and joy possible because God loves his children. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 